Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Where Is This Going? I'm your host, Hunter Miles, and this is Where Is This Going? A podcast about artists you may not know yet, but hopefully will soon grow to appreciate, at the very least. And in the studio today, we have a very hilarious man hailing from East Lansing, uh, part of the Salsa Parlor Boys. Please welcome Jake Ford. Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for having me. Pleasure to have you. You can follow Jake on uh Instagram and Twitter, uh, on Twitter at jakeford6669, and on Instagram at comicjakeford. Also, subscribe to him on YouTube. Subscribe yeah, yeah, YouTube. subscribe to my YouTube, Jake Ford Comedy. I am uh, started posting stand-up clips on there. I don't know, I want to start getting into like filming sketches and some shit, so. Hell yeah. I recently realized, like, how easy it is to actually, like, I thought I needed to, like, go out and, like, buy cameras, but I'm like, dude... I think it's pretty easy to actually just film shit on an iPhone and yeah. then like make it look really good in post. So especially like iPhones, um, and, or I shouldn't say especially iPhones. Those but like the ones with like the three cameras on exactly. them, those like those are sick, dude. The those look really stuff. crazy good. Hell like, yeah. and they the gimbals that you can get for them too. Like I, what's a gimbal? Uh, here we go. Um, I don't know much about photography. Uh. It basically steadies the camera. Oh, okay, yeah. It's um, like a you know, so your shaky hand isn't. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah exactly. Completely fucking it up, but uh, like a not like a gyroscope. Yeah, well, similar. I mean that we probably both need a gimbal because we're both sitting here drinking Red Bulls yeah. at like six p.m. So free. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> trying. I, I don't know if that's better, but I don't think so. I don't really think it's gonna make that much of a difference in my overall health. I mean. I'll just I'll just have diabetes or I won't have diabetes, but I'll have other severe health problems from drinking two of those a day. Right, just high blood pressure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crazy know. anxiety. I just know there's something wrong. With severe my blood. caffeine problems. I'll probably get gout. <laughs> it's a rich man's disease, though. It's not a rich man's disease. Well, you can you can get gout from eating just too much McDonald's and shit, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, but it used to be the rich man's disease. Yeah, yeah. Well, back in like eight, like nineteen hundreds, when maybe? everyone was poor. Was yeah, the 20s, during the Great Depression. Yeah. yeah, when everyone was poor, yeah. it was the rich man's. Look at all disease. these flappers over there. They have they all have gout. <laughs> they all have gout. Those rich white ladies. Yeah, with their that, stupid flapper dresses on have know, gout. I don't know why I associate flappers with um, also prostitutes. Uh, I don't know if there's any correlation, to be honest with you. I think that's just when, like, women were like, we're going to show more than our ankles. Right, and I'm instantly, like, whore. Yeah, yeah. well, that's what the way society was in the 20s. Like, except for all the cool uh, radical feminists of the 1920s. All the radical male feminists of the 1920s. (laughs) They were like, hey, lady, yeah, yeah, you're like, you can wear a dress any time of the year. Dame? It might, yeah, look at this lass over here. <laughs> yeah, what? That all came around like it. that. All well, that all came around too when like prohibition was happening. Mm-hmm. Like, right, we're at the speakeasies. And yeah, all yeah, yeah. So they're like, I don't know, maybe maybe dressing like that. They're like, we're going out to be exactly. We're going out to commit a f- uh, federal crime tonight. <laughs> exactly. We gotta look nice. You gotta look nice, and uh, you gotta wear your best dress. But like, that's when like cocktail dresses, yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Off too. Dude, I wish drinking was still illegal. That'd be fucking sweet. <laughs> Dude, it would make it way more badass. It would make it way more badass, but also, like, I, I, I live in, like, a college town yeah. in East Lansing, and I fucking hate those kids, dude. Oh, yeah, and it's, they're, always, it's always their drinking. They're an absolute mess mm-hmm. in East Lansing, dude. 
Well, you know how like uh, I have, this is really funny. You know how like uh, when MSU will win a big game, they'll win, right? And they'll still destroy like part of the city. Win and right. There's like a fame. There's like a con- an apartment complex. I always forget the name of it, but it's like a specific one that they always go to after a big win. Okay. And they always, it's the one where they always burn a couch. Yeah. Or like, in, or like fuck up somebody's car. And I think it's on like the, is, yeah. I don't know for sure, but is it like on the top of the parking structure next to these apartments or something? Uh, Maybe no, not. it's, it's close Maybe. by to the stadium. It's okay. like pretty close to the stadium, but like I saw a video of them like fucking up somebody's car this year. <laughs> and then like this other dude, like, like they're like kicking in this windshield as the car's already tipped over on its yeah. side by the way and they're like kicking out the windshield and shit and this, and this car was not donated no 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 it was not right um and this one kid came up and like pushed the other kid away and was like what the fuck is wrong with you guys like what that's somebody's fucking car man what's wrong with you guys and then in the background of the video i just heard somebody go what's that guy's problem <laughs> we're trying to riot dude <laughs> Uh, excuse me, we're just celebrating a win. Yeah. I don't know what your deal is. Did you see, um, the, the photo that went viral of the two kids sitting on the couch that was, like, on fire this year? No. That was, it was, like, after they beat U of M this year. Oh, of course. Um. Oh, I do, I do remember. You remember the, the photo of the two kids on, on, yeah, the couch is on fire fire. and there's literally one kid sitting on it and the other kid sitting on it. Uh, I work with one of those kids. At, like, the gym that I work at. And he didn't come into work for, like, a month after that. Was it due to burns? Or no, anything? no. He didn't get injured. He did catch on fire, but he did not get injured. Oh, dang it. Um, no, it was because the photo went so viral and, like, he heard the East Lansing Police Department was looking for him. So he, like, literally just, like, laid low. Like, apparently yeah. when he went to class, he would, like, wear a hoodie and sunglasses. Like, he's fucking Jake Gyllenhaal or something. <laughs> I mean, did they going out in public. No, I don't think they ever, I think after a while they just let it go. Because they know it's going to happen again, so it's almost like a waste of police resources to, like, even bother with these fucking kids. Right, why arrest them? Yeah, (laughs) but if drinking was illegal, though, it would be, those college kids would probably find a way to get drunk, but, like, it would be, it would cause less societal problems. Exactly. Because they can't do it out in public. And, and fucking as, ruin shit. And then as an old man, like, it would force you to get all of that out of your system. Yeah, yeah. And you're, well, maybe then it would kind of ramp up for college kids. Maybe, I don't, open. I, yeah, it was like, a, they're not out affecting society, you exactly. know what I mean? Like, I think we, I don't think we need to make alcohol illegal, but I think, like, maybe stricter laws would be, like, some had have better effect on what's going on, yeah. yeah. I think we should make uh, nah, I don't think that's gonna work because no. people always find a way to get it, even if it's you know, true. yeah, Almost every time. Maybe we'll expect them to be more mature by then. You know? they'll, yeah, they'll be I suppose. To be mature. Well, I feel like college kids don't know how to drink properly. Like no, they think precisely. it's supposed to hit you like weed, like almost like it's supposed to hit you like immediately. Why it's am like I'm not feeling this as I'm sipping. Yeah, it? dude, if you drink one beer, it takes like a whole hour to like feel the full effect of that one beer. Like it takes your body a while to like process that, dude. Oh, dude, I was like 23 when I think I, I like got the hang of it. But even then, I've I've made terrible mistakes. Oh, yeah. Still, like I blacked out. I blacked out for the first time last year. Nice. Yeah, it was the the Fourth of July, and I walked into work at the gym, and my boss is kind of a maniac there, and he was like, "Hey, do you want to go to like Pizza House and go, uh, you know, grab a couple beers?" 
So we did that, and I was expecting to like go back to work after that. But in the middle of us like drinking at Pizza House, uh, Zach Bercar called me, my right. roommate, uh, another salsa parlor guy, calls me and is like, "Yo, dude, we just got fucking bows and arrows. Do you guys want to come? Do you want to come do archery?" And I was like, "Steve, we just got bows and arrows. You want to go do archery?" And uh, he was like, fuck yeah, dude, let's go. That's a cool boss. Yeah, very cool boss. Right. And this is all while I'm clocked in, by exactly. the way. Like, I'm, like, getting paid to fuck around to, and do this. To go get... Hey, go have yeah. a couple of beers with me. Yeah, this story does not end well, though. Ooh. It really doesn't. Well, it started with beers at work. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, so we go back. We walk, because we're already, like, pretty buzzed. Like, right. I'm already kind of drunk, because I'm, like, I'm on, I'm on an empty stomach. I'm not really, dr- you know... Right. Not being very not smart about the day. the day, exactly, and it's the Fourth of July too. So I'm like, "Fuck it, dude, let's just go have a yeah. have a good day." Hell yeah, America! So yeah, we walk like two miles in like the scorching July heat back to my house, and we start shooting bows and arrows. And then like, I smoke a little weed. I drink a couple more like White Claws. I'm fucking. I'm just ripping it, dude. Have you eaten yet? No, this, I have not this eaten. Fourth of July, right? This is Fourth of July. I mean, you're doing it. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm being very reckless, but it's Is you know it's um, um Independence Day, so exactly. it's t- it's t- it's you're fucking go time. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm really indulging in the hedonistic American ways, <laughs> and so we do that for a while, and then Steve is like, "Do you want to go to Barrio, which is a restaurant?" I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, actually, I could use like some food," so we end up going there. And I, you know, I ate like a little bit of food, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then like he, he's like, do you want to get these fucking raspberry jalapeno margaritas? And I'm like, that sounds fucking terrible, but yeah. I'll drink it. Like, whatever. Oh like a spicy margarita on a hot summer day. Like no, I, I suppose. Yeah. And then so we're like drinking that for like a little bit. And we like maybe get through like a quarter of the pitcher. <laughs> and then he's like the, the waiter comes up and is like, do you guys need anything else? And he goes. Yeah, let me get eight tequila shots. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is going to be so bad, dude. I thought he was going to start. Time is this? This is it's like it's probably like 5 p.m. by yeah. this point because I got into work around two. Right. And then uh, you got into work and almost yeah. immediately and what, what, left. Yeah. And when I say I, pretty much, I actually, that is what happened. Yeah. I immediately left for beers. And then, at, you know, when I say I ate, I maybe had like had some like tortilla chips and like a piece of like a quesadilla, yeah. like oh, a geez. fraction of a quesadilla. <laughs> and so easy to track because they cut them just like Yeah, that. yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so he he I'm thinking he's like going to start making me like do shots, which I can't even like do that dead sober. I'll yeah. just throw up from Not like doing a straight tequila shot. Oh, I just it's disgusting to me. I don't drink that way. And so I'm like I'm not going to do shots with you and he's like that's fine. And then the fucking uh, bartender comes back with the tray and then he just starts he just pours all the shots into the fucking tequila or yeah. into the margarita. The the and I'm like, "All right, let's keep doing this." So we just uh, we get super drunk there and then we I guess we decided at one point to go to this other bar called the Peanut Barrel. Mm. And uh that's kind of when I like sort of blacked out, but like the, the the last thing I remember is like us getting kicked out of Peanut Barrel because I was like way too fucked up, like I was like obviously like off my fucking rocker, right. like Not this kid, this kid, no no no, I'm I'm yeah. a very docile drunk, I get I, very happy and I like imagine. I love fucking love you guys, <laughs> that type of drunk, you know what I mean? So I I yeah that. yeah yeah, weeds is what makes me fucking furious now. Um, <laughs> 
Don't catch me on that reefer, though. That's madness. Yeah, reefer madness, dude. So the uh, yeah, the last thing I remember at Peanut Barrel is like us getting kicked out, and the last thing, very like one of the very last things I remember is like the waitress being like, yeah, you guys got to go. Like, sorry, honey, you're just, like, way too drunk. And I just stood up, and I was like, that's fair. <laughs> and I just, like, walked away. And I'm like – and then I guess at one point, as I was, like – my boss was, like, walking home with me just to make make sure I yeah. uh, got home safe. I, I he, guess I I guess I just ran away from him. You know what? I don't know why. Your subconscious saw him as a threat. I think that's really what it was. After all he had already done to that, you that That is day. actually the opinion I held before I came here and you said that. I, I think my subconscious brain was like, you have to get away from Steve. He's a maniac. If you keep hanging out with him, you'll end up doing Xanax at some <laughs> point in the night and you will die. <laughs> you'll, not only will you die. Yeah, because he's a maniac. He like that you died three days ago. Yeah, but he's like a maniac, dude. He like mixes pills with alcohol and everything. But here's like the I worst part of the story that. is like... I this is the worst part. I I wake up on my couch at like seven in the morning. Actually, it's like six actually, and it, I'm so fucking hungover. And I'm like, dude, I don't remember anything. Like, I swear to God, I was just at the bar. First time ever blacked out. Right. It's really Hell truly yeah. terrifying to wake up that first time, and you're like, dude, I I was just there. That's not a happy first. Yeah, <laughs> no. Happy first. And I'm like looking around for like my glasses, and I can't find them. And I look around for my phone, and I can't find it. So I'm, like, tearing my fucking house apart for, like, three, four hours. It gets to be end up being – it's, like, 10 a.m., and I'm, like, freaking out. I'm, like, dude, I'm actually so poor right now. I don't think I can afford a new phone and new glasses. Like, Not at the same time. I yeah, I think one. I have to pick one. <laughs> <laughs> but then um, if I get the phone, I can't read anything on it. So then, you know, I eventually get the uh, – you know, I – because I woke up still kind of drunk. I was yeah. like, I'm fucked up still a little bit. Uh, I finally get the bright idea to like do the like Apple iPhone tracking thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I really hope my phone is like still on. Yeah. And long story short, it ended up I ended up finding my phone and my glasses in some dude's yard, like a mile down the road from my house. Dude, I will always do red phone case for the rest of my yes. life because it was super easy to spot once I got to his house. That is so great. Yeah. But also, I've been in that exact predicament. I don't know how many. I've probably lost two or three pairs of glasses. I, I don't know how you lose your glasses when you're like, I, you I don't know if I was just out. like, no, I don't I even can, need these, I dude. I'm not a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need these. I'm too cool for this shit. Yeah. Exactly, dude. I'm seeing fucking triple right now, dude. I don't need these glasses, dude. <laughs> Glasses ain't helping shit, dude. I can see through shit. Right? You just bring <laughs> finger guns all the way home. Yeah, um, I'm amazed I like got home without my phone or my glasses. I all right. The I last think you. I think when you get that drunk, you just instinctively turn into like a cat. Yes. Like one of those indoor outdoor cats. You start sniffing around. Yeah, yeah, things. yeah. The owners are like, I'm getting worried about my cat. I haven't seen him in a few days. And you're just like, don't don't worry, open. he'll be back. He'll just, he'll be just fine. Leave the garage door open. He'll wander in some of these. Right. I the last time I got super blacked out, at least the last time. Yeah, no, this was the last time. It was like four and a half, five years ago. Um, I was doing Klonopin. I used to abuse Klonopin and Xanax a lot. And a lot. <laughs> a lot. Uh, yeah, you don't just tone down. To I think I think a lot is a, is implied when you use the word abuse. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I did a lot. 
I abused a lot of Xanax and uh, Klonopin. But I did it often. Dude, um, this this girl at my high school used to do Klonopin. We'd be like hanging out in my friend Allie's barn smoking weed. Drug. And she would take a Klonopin and just turn into a completely different human being within 40 minutes. Like yeah. just zonked out of her fucking mind. <laughs> it'll, it'll change you. Yeah. Uh, especially it's, if you yeah. have anxiety. Like that's what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like because you... One, having an anxiety attack and taking a Xanax is one of the most, like, relieving feelings ever. Yeah. Uh, which is what it's made for. But then not having an anxiety attack and then feeling a Xanax kick in is a cool feeling. It's a fun feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's too fun. I've, I've only taken Xanax, it. like, a couple times, and it was in high school, and both times I think... I fucked up by, like, taking it at, like, 10 p.m. Like, I was already kind of oh, tired. Yeah. So it just knocked me the fuck out, exactly. dude. I didn't get high at all. I just pa- – I got great sleep. Yeah. Tell you what. Well, I mean – I fucking – I was well-rested, <laughs> and I aced my test the next morning. Oh, see? That's yeah. something I've never done on Xanax. <laughs> uh, I, t- I took Vivance to take tests, and then one time in community college, I had taken my Klonopin, uh before going into a math quiz or exam, and – when I tell you, I left half of it blank, like and it was like an every other page type thing. Like it wasn't just I did oh half no, of it dude, and then stopped and turned it in. It was an every other type of thing, and I don't know why. Like I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, I'll come back to those. Yeah, and yeah. Then by the time I get to the end, I'm like, I'm finished, done, done, done with that. Remember. That is exactly <laughs> what happened. You for you, exactly. uh, you're like, I'll go back, and then by the time you were thinking about something completely <laughs> else. Exactly. Once I got to the end of the test, I'm like. Psh- I'm done already. Killing okay. Me. What what These is stupid fucks? What is Vivance? Somebody tried to sell me Vivance recently. I'm like, uh, I don't like know Adderall, what that is. But or yeah, it's like Adderall, but lasts longer. I think. Oh okay. It's like Addy, but more methy. You know. Um, oh yeah yeah yeah. This episode of Where's Is Going is brought to you by our sponsors at Riptide Tattoos. Riptide Tattoos is located at 102 Walnut Street, Suite B, over in Holland, Michigan. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. And with over 25 years of combined experience between the artists at Riptide Tattoo, uh, there's a versatility of styles, and they're always accepting new appointments. So come on in, schedule your appointment for your custom tattoo. It's a very clean and friendly environment, and you can go ahead and visit their website if you don't have time to stop in at RiptideTattoos.com, and yeah, go ahead and tell them Hunter sent you. Now we'll get back to the episode. Um, uh, what are you guys sponsored by? Uh, this episode is sponsored by Riptide Tattoos, and Shit. maybe still off the grid. <laughs> uh, Riptide Tattoos, is that a local tattoo parlor? Yeah, in Holland. That's pretty sweet, I dude. stay local, baby. Cause I want to go get more tattoos, They support bro. me. Yeah, I'm getting a free tattoo from my boy Steve. Uh, oh yeah, the owner of Riptide, but I still haven't figured out what to do. Oh okay, that's pretty dope, though, man. Tattoos are fun. Where are you gonna put it? Do you know? Uh, I wanna stay on this arm since I already have stuff. You do have the one on the left. I have just yeah, just that one tiny one. That was shout out Anthony Eves, friend of the pod. He did that tattoo for like five bucks and a blunt. Uh, Hell <laughs> yeah, he first dude! Got his tattoo that's gun. What's up? Yeah, it's just some of his like his artwork, and I asked him to put a Twenty One Pilots little thing in there. Oh fuck yeah! Because you know, 
Gotta rep the 21 Pilots, exactly, dude. dude. <laughs> First time I saw 21 Pilots was at Common Grounds Fest in East Lansing. Yeah. In 2012. Something like okay. that. The the first time I heard about Twenty One Pilots because they're from Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Is uh, okay. Do you know? Do you know of a band? Do you remember the band Attack Attack? Yeah. Um. So when I was in my old band Sycamore, uh, when I was in like high school. Mm-hmm. This episode of Where Is This Going is also brought to you by Off the Grid, House of the Vintage and Handcrafted and Created in Secret. You guys know Bruce and Alex from Off the Grid over at Twenty Eight Sixty Three West Shore Drive. Apartment 114 here in Holland uh, between Buffalo Wild Wings and Wild Chef. Alex and Bruce have been on the show a few times. Uh, Great dudes. And they have everything you need over there to get exactly that off the grid. Whether it's a new hat. uh, Thank you, Bruce. uh, Or just a whole new outfit. Bruce is there to curate a new style for you or cater to whatever style you're already set in. Um, And Alex has got it all set up. In the glass shop, everything you need from bongs to bowls, um, and a lot of like custom pieces, uh, for you won't be able to find anywhere. And there's so much more than that, but you guys can go ahead and stop down there. Tell them I sent you. That's again, that's 2863 West Shore Drive, apartment 114, uh, right between Buffalo Wild Wings and Wild Chef. They're open Monday through Sunday now, uh, Monday through Saturday. 10 a.m., sorry, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., and then on Sunday, they're open from noon to 5 p.m. So go ahead, check them out, follow them on Facebook, Off the Grid, that's uh, Off the Grid is spelled uh, G-R-1, and then two Ds on Facebook. Uh, Go ahead and visit them online, their website, offthegrid.com. Follow them on Instagram, again, at Off the Grid, but grid is spelled gr one DD. Go ahead, say what up to Alex, Bruce, and Justin. Tell them I sent you. All right, we're back. Back from another. Sorry. Another techie, <laughs> dude. Uh, yeah, but we were talking about, uh, you know, 21 pilots that are from yes. Columbus, Ohio. Attack, attack. My, yeah, Johnny, my band used to record with Johnny Frank from Attack, Attack, and he lived in Columbus, Ohio. So nice. he had, like, seen them, like, on their as they were like coming uh, up and this was back rise. in like 2012 too so it's not like 2011 say, actually so it's really before they even hit the mainstream ba- yeah well when i saw them the first time i'd ever heard of them was because we had gotten tickets to see mgm mgm why am i doing MGM it mgmt oh mgmt yeah. yeah mgmt and uh i just couldn't get it out no, and a wall nation Oh, that'd be sick. That'd it be was a sick show. It w- and who was opening for both of them? Twenty One Pilots. Yeah. So on the way to the show, we're listening to Twenty One Pilots, and then AWOL Nation. Uh, like it was basically Twenty One Pilots open for AWOL Nation, who was opening for, uh, uh, MGMT. Yeah, yeah. And then after AWOL Nation, we had to go because my friend was tripping. My friend's friend. Was tripping too hard on acid, apparently. Oh, that I feel like MGMT would have probably calmed her down. That's what I'm thinking. It was a guy though. Ele- oh well, him, yeah, yeah. electric feel. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. What I assumed, did that like, just? Uh, I oh, the person can't handle their drugs. Must have been a chick, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Must have oh, been a lady. Lady no, couldn't uh, handle her acid today. Yeah, um, Johnny is the Johnny from Attack Attack is the one who like I first heard of Twenty One Pilots from, and he was like, dude, I'm telling you guys, this is gonna be like the next fucking big band. They're gonna be 
like superstars. And at the time, mm. I'm like a dumb 18 year old kid. Like I didn't even, I didn't really like it. Yeah. Like he showed me a couple of the songs, and I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know about all that. I don't know if anyone. Will Seems like a little him. fucking corny, dude. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. four years later, they're like the biggest band on the planet, and I'm like a huge fan. So, yeah, well, they got me, dude. Egg on my face. Yeah, exactly. Now I enjoy great music. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh well, I was wrong. Yeah. Well, dude, I I feel like a lot of the stuff I listened to back in high school, like I kind of revisit started revisiting some of it recently. Yeah, a lot of it does not hold up, man. You think you had shitty taste back then? I don't think no, because some of it does hold up. Like some mm-hmm. of it, I'm like, okay, that was good. But like some of it, I'll go back and listen, like like old old like Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. Or like bands like that. Like yeah. Alisana. Th- like, super yeah. emo, screamo type of shit. Yeah. I'm like, this does not sound good. Those like, are bands. No wonder I was driving my fucking mom insane. Right. No wonder me and my mom had it Yeah, this fucking odds, sucks, you know? dude. <laughs> I'd hate me, too. I, um, I, Alisana was a band I listened to maybe two songs from. Yeah. Uh. Very, like, whiny, clean singing. And then exactly. Like fucking and yeah. that's what it was Hard about, dude. Like, screaming vocals. When yeah. you were pretty emo back in the day, that's mm-hmm. what it was about. Dude, like. The neon scene phase of uh, that's a, that's a great like, like three oh three type. That's a great timepiece of American culture. Just yes. like the whole post hardcore, even like yeah, I guess three oh three is like yeah. I met those dudes on Warp Tour. They're kind of <laughs> see, dicks. you got to go on Warp Tour. How old are you? I didn't get you, to Jake? go on Warp oh, Tour. Oh, you were. I was at. Well, yeah, Tour. whatever. I, don't know, I didn't mean go to go on, on Warp yeah, Tour. Yeah, yeah. No, that was on. That was on me. It was <laughs> when I was like fourteen. You were uh, just going around with them, man. That's so. No, oh, yeah, like, no they I'm had kidding. like a line where you like got to like you fucking stand for like two hours in the blistering sun, and then you get to like say hi to them for five seconds. They were kind of dicks, like. Well, they made everyone wait in the hot sun too. Yeah, yeah, they were kind of jerks. They just signed my CD, and I was like, "All right, bye." Yeah. <laughs> Who would have like, thought hey. that? The don't trust a hoe, can't trust a hoe. Yeah, no, I was Never like, trust I got older, guys. and I'm like, oh, those guys were fuckboys, dude. <laughs> like, oh, wait, the first iteration of fuckboys, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, they probably would have been a lot nicer to me if I was, like, a cute underage girl. <laughs> <laughs> Making them go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That <laughs> you were, you were, were you ever into, like, pop punk? Yeah, uh, yeah. like, all-time low. Or yeah. yeah, isn't it weird how many of those dudes ended up being, like, total fucking creeps? Uh, it's very surprising to me, but then again, not quite. Not I like, quite. I, I don't know, because yeah. you see the fan base. Yeah, exactly. And then a little strange. It was I the, same, the same Chris D'Elia thing. I couldn't see it when I was, like, 16. Me neither. I mean, I, I love the music. I, are you saying you couldn't see it as in you didn't want no, I, to well, come no, to no, grips no, with just, no, I just to generally, I never thought like, oh yeah, fucking, uh, the singer of Brand New is out like fucking teenagers, right? Like, no, exactly. I would not have, I would not have thought of that yeah, at I just all. Seen it coming. I yeah, guess. I mean, and the same with, um, I, now I, I don't want to just throw other names out there because these people aren't associated with uh, sexual assault allegations to my knowledge, but like looking at people in the scene, you're like. Looking at them, you're like, who are they uh, assaulting? Like, who, just because it was, like, a very pretty boy type of uh, emo cut. Oh, like, yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the scene guys were all very skinny. Uh, yeah, dude. Not I very I really wanted to look like Aggressive that. looking. I, w- I wanted to be a tall, skinny white dude with fucking dumb, swoopy hair. And See, like, fucking I, lots of tattoos. I couldn't like, have. I was like, 
I was like, that is the ideal man to be, dude. Mm-hmm. That's the best fucking guy you could be in existence. <laughs> and you know what? I those guys they... are most of those guys are just losers now. Yeah, they just no, work and at you guitar They center, respected dude. women too. You I thought, well, I, yeah, I thought they did. I thought they respected women and were I'm disrespected sure by women. That's what I, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that's why I, I was gonna say Christopher Drew. Uh, that's who I was thinking oh, of. Oh my because, god! Because like the your picture, fucking never, never shot, shot never. never yeah, like because you're picturing the scene. The scene, yeah, scene. yeah, and you're like, why? Did how? he get accused of some shit? I don't know. He that, seems like a guy that's that why would I was get saying, accused of I some don't shit. Know. You know what I mean? Like, but yes, like if somebody was like, yeah, he was accused of like by eight women of like sexual assault. I'm like, that does not surprise that, me. That, it was like, probably at his height, huh? And then he went away to Brazil or I some shit. I remember how fucking popular that guy is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he pulled a fucking Nazi movie. He's like, I'm an Argentinian now. <laughs> or or <laughs> like a, Argentina. A, a Drake Bell move, because um, Drake Bell, I think, was. Where yeah, was he, he was down like in texting like a minor or something? I heard read some weird shit about yeah, him. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it was any different than the Chris shit or yeah. Let's uh, speaking of Drake Bell, dude. I mean, a, as a kid, mm-hmm. who is fucking cooler on TV than Drake from Drake and Josh? Absolutely dude? no one. He's okay. He's the epitome of cool in yeah. that era. He but plays guitar. It's he's, he's very got cool. cool looking but that show, hair. as a watching it as an adult, you're like, this show is fucking weird, dude. Like, why was this aired on TV for? Like, he's making out with chicks in like every episode, dude. Yeah. And then, like, do you know about the creator, like Dan Schneider? Mm-mm. Uh, pedophile. Look oh. into look into Dan Schneider. Damn it. He he created My a childhood. Lot of, he created a lot of Nickelodeon. The Amanda shows. Show. Um, uh, the yeah, the Amanda Show, like Victorious. Like, yeah, all that. Like iCarly. iCarly. Uh, fucking. Um, you said Victorious. What was the other one? Dude, if you go Anyways. back in all those shows, Sam and there, Cat. There is almost there is several examples of like children doing something with like their feet. In like the show, yeah. Well, especially iCarly, right. I can already picture it. It's on yeah, the intro. Yeah, there's like a fucking clip of Sam like shooting a bow and arrow with her, f- like both her feet. Yeah, but also I think like Carly like and Shire. Sam are doing something like this with their toes yeah, on the intro. Yeah, yeah, Nickelodeon's pretty fucked up, man. I mean, only well, if you, Hollywood in general. <laughs> only if you I don't want to start getting into Hollywood stuff. pedophilia because then I could just like go for hours <laughs> on that shit. But like, it's dude, it's really creepy. But man. that's really only you creepy. watch some of that shit and you're like, I didn't catch that as a kid, dude. <laughs> I didn't know people were into feet. <laughs> exactly, and that's kid. the thing. I also, when I was a kid, wasn't hyper aware of people being into children. Like. Exactly. <laughs> and maybe yeah. maybe it's something we needed to be, have instilled in us. Yeah. Maybe we should have been looking for the messages, or maybe. Yeah. we got to scare our kids from now on. That's what like, we're doing. Everyone's every, trying everyone's to fuck trying you. Everyone's trying to fuck you. Exactly. Every adult, I don't care who it is, <laughs> they're trying to fuck you, dude. If, a ch- if, if any adult person not yeah. male or female any adult person approaches you you tell me because they're trying <laughs> to fuck you i'll report them to the authorities immediately you tell me and or the cops but be wary the cops may fuck yeah. you but i i did want to be fucking drake bell when i was a kid I was oh like, most definitely oh man this guy fucking rules he's got sweet swoopy ass hair exactly uh, the hair was what i always see in here's now i'm realizing it was a me issue yeah, i was yeah. always looking to uh, identify myself in these scenes that I definitely could not, <laughs> where my main setback was the hair. Yeah, so I, yeah. I was like, I was in love with the emo uh, scene, like yeah, punk dude, scene, but I, I could not participate. I loved headbanging. 
it Hell does yeah, nothing, it dude. It well, like I'm sure you've nothing. come across like like black dudes back in the day when like the emo scene was really thriving and shit. Like that would straightening their hair. Their hair? Yeah, yeah, dude. That's I the only that reason shit. I grew it out for so long. But I still couldn't. Yeah, dude. It was never long. <laughs> it was never long enough to actually like yeah. get in there. But. Dude, I used to get accused of straightening my hair in high school, which I just my hair is just naturally like this. And I actually right. kind of fucking hate it. I wish I had curly hair. It just seems cooler, but. Uh, I think everybody sort of feels the opposite exactly. of what they have, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, precisely. Yeah. And then once I, there was a while, like, my logo is of me with, like, longer hair on top, where I actually had, like, the ability to kind of, like, I probably could have straightened it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have looked even more jacked up now. <laughs> but <laughs> I actually had some length to it, but now I'm thin, it's get, shit's getting thin up there, but. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 28. I'm 28. starting to lose my hair a little bit too. Like my hairline's receding a little bit. And uh, you see, know. I'd take that over just like getting a a pat, like getting like spotty, the, like the crown on the spot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's coming though, dude. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Like, but wouldn't that be cool with the long hair? You'd be like, um, uh, shoot, he was the mayor of Shit's Creek. Did oh, you watch Shit's Creek? Uh, the TV show? Yeah, I've never seen that show. Uh, scary movie three, or what about Everybody Loves Raymond? Yeah. Uh, Deborah's or er, <laughs> he's Robert's brother-in-law, redheaded. I think his name's Chris something. I can't think of it. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. I can't. Re- his name is Chris, but I don't. He has a daughter who's also an actress too. Yes, so he's he's very famous. But uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, bald with. Uh, you guys know him, but yeah, bald with long hair. Chris, Chris Elliott. Elliot. Yeah, Chris yes. Elliott rules. And um, I think the the look works for him. I think. David, David Cross. David Tell used to do a fucking bald with a ponytail thing. Nice. For a while. He looked terrible, dude. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> what was that? The early 2000s? Though. Late no, 90s? No, it was probably like late 2000s, early 2010s. Ooh. Yeah. Never mind. That's, yeah, that's too. No, it's sick, dude. He looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't. I, no. No? <laughs> I can't agree. Yeah. Um, well, you're t- over here telling me to get the same haircut. So. No, I'm telling you to do the. Not don't do a ponytail, although that would be pretty sick, actually. Yeah, yeah, bald with the ponytail. Bald with the it's, ponytail. You got, you got all this around the sides, and you got the ponytail, but the whole crown and the front whole is just fucking just jacked, dude. Landing strip, just basically. like remember when LeBron's hair was falling out in the <laughs> NBA playoffs? You mean remember when LeBron still had hair yeah. that was his? Yeah, and yes. Yeah, I but wish yeah. he because now be it's bald, just not dude. him. I wish he would just. That's okay. You if we if we're gonna debate who's the real goat. Of, okay, of we want to go. Let's go by hair. No, I'm just oh, saying. Okay. Like Michael Jordan is, because dude, you're gonna be soft about your hair, man. Okay, you're yep. almost, you're like like Jordan used to have hair, and he lost his shit like early, early. on into his NBA career. And it was like I'm just gonna be bald. And I'm just going to go out there and fucking dominate. LeBron has been a little bitch about his hair his entire career. And people are like, he's the greatest player of all time. No, he's number two, man. He, he can't even get over he's, his own head. He's in his, yeah, he's too in his own head about what's good. <laughs> about Dude, like, what's on his own head. Well, that game that his hair did started fucking fall, it affected him. Yeah, it like ex- affected his performance. Like, you think of Jordan's, like. Jordan's playing mind games with people yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan's mean, calling like, him bald. Exactly. <laughs> while they're playing. I think I think the fact that Jordan could be comfortable with being a bald man is mm-hmm. what makes him the greatest NBA player of all time, and that's Kobe. yeah, it's a controversial to Kobe too. Exactly, Kobe, I don't know, yeah. and I'm I'm still I might not even sure. Put Kobe above Jordan, honestly. Oh, well, I, I might, I might. I, well, well, I might. <laughs> well, Co- it's debatable. But Kobe does has okay. No, I can't say that. 
Um, Kobe didn't have as much help, man. No, I was, I was didn't just didn't have as much help. I was, I was trying to work around the, uh, um, the case. Uh, I'd say Michael's better because he wasn't accused of rape. All right, maybe that's damn. Dude, maybe that's you're a leftist. Bring that up? Maybe that's leftist. She wouldn't me. even testify, dog. What Yo, do you <laughs> <laughs> you're right. That's on me. That's oh, on me. Maybe I shouldn't fine. have brought it up. No, don't speak cool, ill of the dude. dead, like even if they might have pulled an Ari Shafir. Yes, <laughs> we're just so crass. Kobe Bryant. Yeah, dude. I I love Ari though. Dude, I never met him, but that dude rips. Fucking hilarious. Yeah, and I. All right, so let's that uh, brings to a comedy conversation that I'm sure Q is gonna love. Oh, uh, you want to get to the drama? No, n- oh, okay. we can. But first, no, we'll, I want to yeah, get your. We'll I, I want to get your um, your favorites. Uh, who you've seen? Your favorites that you've seen? Okay. Uh, like your inspirational, like what comics shaped you, or what was the first? Mm. All right, I'm asking 14 questions. Who was the first comic you saw, or what was your intro to stand-up comedy? I mean, the first, like, real special I ever watched when I was a kid, I was, like, 13, and I watched uh, Delirious by Eddie Murphy. And I already knew who Eddie Murphy was, because I'd seen a lot of his movies, and right. I loved Eddie Murphy, and I was like, I don't even really know what stand-up is that much, so I'm going to watch this. And I fucking died laughing at that special. Oh, yeah. Like, that special was pretty, like special to me right in a lot of ways do you uh, think it was because you'd already had a had an established uh eddie relationship well maybe that but i also just didn't know that you could just go out and say shit like that in the world like right i i've all i don't know i just i, I people a lot of times as a kid i would say some shit that people would be like you can't say that what's wrong with you like don't say don't talk like that right it always really bothered me so when i saw like eddie murphy just being super fucking crass on stage yeah. you know I was just like, that's fucking sweet, dude. I don't, I don't know how if I could ever do that, but that's really awesome. And then I ended up getting him to stand up like a little bit later, probably when I was around like, uh, like sixteen, seventeen. I started like watching like Louis C.K. and like some right. other like big name comics at the time, like Patrice and like Greg Giraldo. Mm-hmm. And then after like I quit my band, that's when I like really like really got into comedy. Yeah. Really wanted to like do it, and then. So it was, yeah. the East, it was an East Coast feel for you? Oh, yeah. I think I definitely relate a lot more to, like, East Coast comedians more mm. than I do, like, not that there's you anything wrong like with, them. like, El- yeah. Yeah. I suppose. But I don't <laughs> think there's anything wrong. <laughs> I'm not trying to. I feel right. like I dress like every comedian. Yeah, exactly. Like, I went to I went to the showcase recently for that, like, roast battle. Ann thing, Arbor? Or... And me and Brett and Andrew Yang were all wearing this, this same fucking stupid jacket. <laughs> and I was like, I riffed about it on stage because it was... So oh, yeah. absurd to me. I'm like, this is. I I hate that we're all dressing like this now. I've loved. I used to not want to wear anything that didn't have a hood for a mm-hmm. while. Like after the Aeropostale jacket phase, you mm-hmm. remember that mm-hmm. in like middle school. Yeah, yeah. Every jacket had like a big ass hood on it. Yeah, like it would be uncomfortable when you even put it up because it's too large. Exactly, and you're like, this looks like a clan. <clears throat> yeah, hood yeah a on my head hood. right now. I, you can you yeah. couldn't buy a white sweatshirt from but, Aeropostale. Um, I think the best comedian I've ever seen live. It's a toss up between Attell, David Tell, and mm. I mean I did see Louis C.K. before he like got in trouble. So have you seen him since? No, still I have great. Not. Still I'm great. Tr- I mean I've seen his specials. I've 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 you know. I'm just I've, saying the the if he puts out a the special, controversy didn't ruin the show. No, I know, yeah. I know. If he puts out a special, I'm gonna like watch it. Like, oh yeah, I I have no shame in saying that he's still very funny. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't 
I don't love what he did. I don't, I don't <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not like, you know, his comedy's all right, but I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of his I'm other work. I'm a bigger fan, yeah. Big fan of his other work. Being um, able to separate the art from the artist and yeah. then just loving No, he's the, just still a great comic, and more. I always yeah. feel like I can learn a lot still from just watching his comedy, you know what I mean? But, Even um, just watching him, again, we were talking about uh, Matt and Shane's secret podcast. Um, mm. Watching him on that, again, just like, or listening, I don't know how you took it in yeah yeah i listened to it but uh just watching how his brain works or hearing how his brain works it even in just like funny uh banter and just yeah, like yeah. back and forth it's it's the same as on stage which is what we're all as comedians we're trying to do because this we're funnier in yeah this plus friendly it's just like, element you know it's just like how could you not be curious about what he's got to say exactly after, after something so crazy like that, it's like, how could you not at least like want to hear what he has to say? It so. was the same draw that Aziz had, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love that his apology special, he's wearing a Metallica Ride the Lightning shirt. It's like, dude. He goes, this is how, this is how much respect I'm giving this yeah, as well. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. You've seen... You've seen his wardrobe in his all of his other specials. Yeah, he always wears like a suit. He's yeah, like, and then I, when he's actually I messed addressed. up, so now I'm a slob. Yeah, like, <laughs> like okay. Can you still not have the same decor? Yeah, I ride the lightning shirt. Were you about to go work out at the gym, dude? You going to Planet Fitness right now? Bro? Because I'm fixing my life. I'm, get, I'm yeah, turning yeah. it around. Yeah, I'm on a comeback tour. Planet <laughs> ride the lightning shirt. He's like, I'm about to work on this transmission, dude. <laughs> Anytime I see somebody in a Metallica ride the lighting shirt, I just assume they're up to some like real man shit. Yeah, no, they're they're fixing a carburetor or yeah, uh, building something with their hands. Yeah, re- replacing your shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. plumber Pol- type polluting shit. a lake. Colin Quinn should be wearing a polluting a lake. Real uh, man shit. Dude. Yeah, real man shit. I think of Colin Quinn in Grown Ups wearing a Metallica shirt. You know, when they're mm, in the kitchen. I haven't seen Grown Ups in like a long time. Me neither. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one. Shit. Oh, Louis C.K. I saw Dave Attell in person. I didn't see I've him I've seen perform. him live twice. I just passed him on the street in New York. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah, he's fucking incredible to see live. Damn. Like, you watch him live and you're like, how are you, like, how are you that good? There's like, a reason he's a legend, definitely. It's just like, I mean, you know, like, you know about, like, the metrics of, like, laughs per minute yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. Like, people really care about that. I care about that a lot. And Likewise. Like, That's I, why Daniel uh, <clears throat> Simonson... Beast. Again, absolute beast. Two words, like crushing. Yes, crushing crowds. Like, and I don't just care tearing the roof down. If you want to call the accent, uh, uh, it helps. Oh, definitely. It, it's not. I don't think it's it's a not crutch. what makes him funny, though. Right. I mean, he's funny on his own, but the accent makes it. It really tips it over the top. Exactly. Yeah. Him. Him going, "Hey guys, are you suicidal?" Like it's just fucking funny, <laughs> dude. Some comics have that because you know, it's advantage. Also, it's, it's the tone of it's the tone too. Yeah, because it's, it's well, a it's, happier you know, tone. Some some comics but, just have an advantage. Like I mean, anything's funny, but it really just depends on who's saying it. I right. guess you know. Oh what yeah. I mean? Well, you got to think of Michelle Williams or Michelle Williams, <laughs> Michelle <laughs> Wolf. Yeah. But also yeah. Michelle Williams has a great voice, beautiful voice. I think we all know that. Michelle Wolf. Yeah. Uh, great comic. Great comic. Hilarious. Great writer. Yeah. But you have to think her voice also does lend itself a little bit a to little a, bit. To it's a comedic grating, element. And it, it fits her material because it's right. kind of like, you know, shrill. And the, right. Like, she even admits that her voice is shrill. Like, she knows that. Exactly. It's not It's not a, uh, it's not a dig at her to say that her voice is shrill. Yeah, because yeah. Because it's... 
It's an objective observation. You know, I had somebody tell me they can't listen to Bill Burr one time because they don't like the sound of his voice. And I'm like, no, his voice is what makes him hilarious. Exactly. Part, I mean, the, everything else is obvious. Like, he's a great writer and just brilliant person. Exactly. But like, and just personality. His voice throws it all over the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can definitely, you know, it, it affects it. Same with Aziz, again. Like, yeah. Aziz had another voice that just lent lent itself yeah. to comedy. Dude, I used to watch Def Jam all the time. You don't think I could wish I could just throw on a sweet-ass black dude voice and just crush with that? Like, it crushes, man. <laughs> it'd be man. so amazing. It's, it, yeah, it'd yeah. be fucking tight, dude. <laughs> like, to, if I could go on stage and do a Bernie Mac shit and be like, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers, like, and it's just murdering? Like, yeah, yeah that's fucking awesome, dude, but, that, you know. That's why black comedy is best. Black, because, dude, I would actually agree with that. Yeah. I think black comics are usually the best comics, dude. Well, it has a lot to do with the rooms, too. Mm-hmm. Have yeah. you done I, a lot? I've, of... done, I've done black rooms before, yeah. There's... Have you done well? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, dude, you, it's, I, I've also eaten shit oh, in yeah. a black room before, too. Multiple so. times. Have you done Ambrosia? Uh, no. No, I haven't. I was uh. trying to get on it. I think now that I'm going to be here a little bit, like, like I'm going to be in Lansing a little bit longer. Right. Uh, till the end of July. I might try and get on it, but yeah. Were you planning on leaving? Yeah, I'm gonna be moving to New York. Hopefully, man. Oh, fuck I'm yeah. trying to move to New York with uh, trying to move in with Osa. Osa, right now. Nice. yeah, yeah. Shout out Osa. Com- Shout out Osama Basal. O- Osa's very comedy friend, very funny comedian, yes. friend of the pod. Very hilarious. Can I say that even though no, this is in my pod? No, he is. A, he's a friend of the pod because right, right. he's a friend of me. <laughs> um, and we've tried. I tried to get him on the pod too. Oh, okay. When him and Justin were doing their podcast. I tried to get Justin Chubb. Chubb, yeah. I didn't know they did a podcast together. Then the world doesn't know. Okay. They did it very shortly. They did gotcha. it like maybe an episode or I'm two. I'm gonna have to get on him because we're. I'm planning on starting a podcast with him. There you so go. Like we got to do it every week. The New York po- uh, podcast scene is kind of is uh, thriving right now too. Yeah, dude. I mean, I would like that seems to be a great way to like gain a following is going mm-hmm. on other people's podcasts. Exactly. And then, you know, you get to promote your podcast. You get to promote all your socials, like and your dates and stuff like that. Yeah. Speaking of, you got any dates coming up? I know you uh, and Ella are doing the Can You yeah. Work Clean? Ooh, or is that what it's called? Of, yeah, yeah. Can you Can You Work Clean tour? Yeah, uh, I'll throw this out there since I know it's coming up soon. Um, let's see. Oh, when is this going to be out? That's what I'm trying. Uh, to think it'll of. be like, out. Today's Tuesday. It'll be out by Thursday. Okay, yeah, May twenty first. Ella and Ella and I are going to be in uh, uh, Traverse City at oh. Studio Anatomy. Nice. We're gonna be co headlining there. Bring probably bring a couple comics with us. Have a good time up in Traverse City. Oh yeah. Uh, and then June twelfth, we are going to uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh. I forgot the name of the Zularius. Zularius. Lincoln, Lincoln, Nebraska. They bring on some fucking good comics, dude. Hell yeah. How'd you uh how'd you Ella, get in contact out there? Ella, Ella knows somebody from a festival that she did, so she ended up she booked nice. that show, yeah. yeah. Nice move. Why did was was Nebraska the move just, or I, was it just because go. of the clubs? Yeah. Anywhere we can go that was like gonna pay us well or like just be fun. Like we went to Cincinnati recently and like mm-hmm. we ended up getting a Kentucky date out of that. It's just like twenty minutes outside of Cincy anyway. Fuck so yeah. it's like, yeah, I'll come back here and do that. Exactly. So we're opening for like a really popular Cincinnati comic in June. I can't remember the date. You remember the um, name? <laughs> Yeah, Gabe Key. Oh, okay. I've never met him before, but he just I think he just auditioned for like just for laughs. So Oh hell yeah. I've heard he's a very funny guy. I'm excited to uh excited to work with him, man. Hell yeah. And then uh I'll do one more date plug. July seventh, this is a very important show. 
Uh, Ella and I are co-headlining the Independent Comedy Club in Hamtramck. Hell yes. Uh, it's on a Thursday. It's a small room, uh, and it's probably going to be like the last uh, like long set I do in Michigan before I leave. Mm-hmm. So I would love to sell that room out. Fuck yeah. Because it's just one show, and it's one night. So July 7th? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll have an Eventbrite ticket page up for that soon. So Beautiful. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. And also... Um, you're staying till uh, it sounded like I was just about to End plug something else. End of July. Yeah, yeah. Because were you planning on leaving when the lease was? Yeah. Oh, well, up? I I had planned on crashing on another Lansing comics couch, mm. and then like two weeks before we're supposed to be out of our house in April, they told us like, oh, the owners aren't selling anymore. You guys can stay another year if you want. So we just agreed to like finish out the original lease because they right. were like they when they were like told us we had to leave in april they were kicking us out three months early Jeez, yeah and so you had already resigned to just like all right i guess we were walking have, like, away from I, the house definitely. i have a lot of my shit packed up already yeah <laughs> i was like i was getting ready to move i've been packed yeah exactly i was like i had most of my shit and i don't have a ton of shit anyways but i was like i should just get it packed up <laughs> the shit i do have i better yeah, be ready get it ready because right. like moving is just a bitch right which was the end of an era too yeah, um, yeah, we just did the last house show, man. Dude, and yeah, we promoted it on here. I know Elena oh, and thanks, I talked dude. about it. Of course. Uh, it was a great time. Yeah. Hell Fucking of a turnout. Back to the gills in the house, dude. dude. Could not. If you I were... love when people show like that, but it's also like, it's a double-edged sword of like, hey, get the fuck out of my way. Hey, I, can I, I move throughout yeah, my I own home? I pay rent here. Can I go to my room, please? But you can't say that all night because no, your voice no. gets raspy and you yeah, start yeah. to feel like a it dick. It was packed, and it, yeah. it was a great time, man. I had oh, a lot of fun. Everybody, of everybody crushed. Yeah. I, sets. Such a great lineup, too. Yeah. Yeah, fucking. we really had a fucking killer killer lineup on that one. I don't think there was a anything that could have made like much better it was just a hell of a great show great way to we were trying to get sam talent again okay yeah that, that would have made it a lot better <laughs> that would have been cool uh, sam kind of rips but yeah or if know. um or uh if uh was jeff die on the possibilities too or no he was i think he got a little too drunk at the tigers game that day you know what that tracks if i yeah. know jeff like i know i do <laughs> yeah he got to uh i guess he got to go see fucking What's his name? Uh, the guy who just got his three thousand pit. I know his name. Oh, Miggy. Like, yeah, yeah, he was yeah, there. Miguel Cabrera. He was there on the three. Th- I mean, he's been at almost every fucking Tigers game since he's. Oh yeah. He's working. He's in, working on a movie. In yeah. Town, right. Yeah. That's what Amber Mato was telling me. Yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> fucking hilarious. But I was hyped for him when he, because uh, I saw him. I was like, "How long are you in Detroit for?" And he goes, "I'm going to be here for like was, I don't remember how many weeks he had said or months. Fucking a." I uh, clear clearly a memorable conversation. Yeah, but I was like, just excited because I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Well, I'm gonna be out there in May, May seventeen and eighteen, I believe. I'll be at the Independent Comedy Club, uh, featuring for Nate Armbruster. Oh, nice! I just met Nate at Nick Ladorf's album recording. The other how night. was it? Okay, one. How is Nick Nate? crushed? And yes, okay. Nick, Nick crushed his album recording. Uh, from all accounts, that's what I've been hearing. Yes, and it looked he dope. did great. He did, yeah. he, dude, he fucking murdered. And, yeah, Nate's a super cool guy. I'd never met him before. I know he's a very funny comic, and mm-hmm. I've seen clips of him. He's Same. super funny, dude. Uh, Very nice guy, yeah. He's Hell super yeah. nice to me. I can't I like wait. that, dude. So two weeks, I'll be with Nate hanging uh, at the Independent. Also, love the Independent. 
yeah it's such a fun room especially when it's like packed to the gills dude yeah it's really it's nice when it, i like a small room when it's packed exactly the, that, the like, intimate, intimate space but yeah. also it's a ton of people gathered in an yeah. intimate space and it's, it's small mm. and the rooms like the ceiling's not too high so like the, the laughs bounce off the walls exactly and the laughs fill the room more than the people do exactly which is fucking, exactly dude. Uh, um fucking fuck you want to talk about what I got here on the paper? What time is it? It's 8.47. We got a little bit of time. A little bit I'm of not time in, here. like, a huge rush out Ooh, of here. Yes. I mean, like I said, I'm going to blast at Tip Top, so it's not a big deal if I show up a little late. Yeah. I uh, Oh, I do have to do go you, to Tip Top, Do you want to get to the, the fucking the Oh, yes, no, drama. the beef. The yeah. beef. I wouldn't um, even call it I beef. I wouldn't call it beef either. It's just how it's been described. I'm a 28-year-old man. I don't have beef with anybody, but, like, dude, what a, fucking, what a suck. fucking ridiculous situation, man. Like... Because I don't feel like it was uh, too harsh of a critique mm. to be like, hey, man, can you stop being so condescending about it? Like, you're not doing anything that anybody else isn't doing. And that was the whole argument. So if you got a, a little clue, maybe. Yeah, a little context. A little context. There's, uh, there's a content creator um, who used to be a stand-up. I don't know. There's well, this comedian guy. He's doing virtual comedy in his basement. So exactly. He says he still does stand-up. I personally, call me a comedy purist. <laughs> I don't make, think that counts. I, yeah, I, if you're not performing in front of live crowds, I just right. don't think you're a real comedian. Live stand-up Sorry. is stand-up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then his condescending quote, basically, was uh, the saying to, to all the comedians who are now putting out clips and stuff, and um, it was like now, those, like it was like those now up down. It. it was like the lowercase capital, like condescending, like I don't want to create content. Yeah, and it was like that was the quote, and then it was like comedians who are now posting TikTok reels or whatever. And it's right. Like, okay, like none of us want to create content though. Like we want to be comics. Exactly. Like, but in order to be a comic, I also acknowledge it's important though. Yeah. Like you have to play the social media game in order to gain some level of following. And like, who you have was, to? And who was going a he was yelling at him when he was doing con like doing content creation who was yelling at him being like that's not i don't want to do what you're doing like no yeah no N nobody was like and i everybody acknowledged it like that we're like yo dude we all is, do this we all do this and it is important but like shut up you're you're not out like it's really easy to say like Oh, you should be tr so you know streaming on Twitch too. If you're if you're only posting stand up clips, you're lazy. And it's like, right. dude, I w I have three fucking jobs, man. Right. And also, what am I I'm saving on money Twitch? to move out of the state I'm to not... like go do stand up every night? Exactly. I'm not doing anything on Twitch because what people don't want to see me just working doing my job on Twitch. Yeah. Or they don't want to see me like driving. They don't want to see me play Grand Theft Auto. That's what I'm gonna do if I'm gonna exactly. get a Twitch account. It's like I'm just gonna get mad that I can't beat this mission. You and know? then and then I'm gonna lose followers if I get exactly, <laughs> if I start dude. streaming myself getting upset. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's basically trying to reinvent the or not even reinventing Joe Elder said it best. That's that's the wise friend. Well, he was at, he was acting like he was reinventing the wheel. And I'm like, dude, yeah, people make content all day. Like, exactly, and you want to be the source of like you want to. Are you trying to take all the credit for telling all comics that they should do? Everybody's that? been aware of this for because, years now, and like, we've been doing it for at least months. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like it, and none, no one was like in their head, man. 
Bob Fredericks was right. I mean, oh, Salsa Bar. <laughs> we were creating, we were doing podcasts every Saturday, mm-hmm. live streaming, them. which I loved. Thank you. And by I've the way. also talked about it on this podcast. Thank you. Uh, and we were also doing sketches. I mean, some were better than others, I would say, but like we were still trying. And it was content. And it was content. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, now that the pandemic is like kind of over though, and everybody's out back in the real world, like. Mm-hmm. My focus and my what I want to grind at is stand up, which like, is always I've always been a stand up. Yeah. So why? Here's the thing, dude. Like, uh, I feel like if you're gonna put out clips for the world to see that could potentially go viral, like, don't you want to be really good? Right. Don't like, you want to make them good? Too? That's always been my number one concern about doing stand up. Is like I just want to be really good. I want to be good at it. So if yeah. anyone does take a video of me, even without my knowledge, yeah. The shit well, was like, funny. Dude, uh, you know, you can only pre- you want to be prepared for when you actually get good opportunities. Exactly. You don't want to be underprepared. Like mm-hmm. there's plenty of those like those content creators that like have like millions of subscribers on YouTube or whatever that are not like, now doing stand up. Right. Dude, I, I could rip a better 25 minute feature. Set. And that's what they're doing. They're like doing exactly. these like headlining shows, but they can't even do 25 minutes of mm-hmm. comedy. So it's it's a weird multimedia type show now. Exactly. Because they're really in. not a comedian. Exactly. It's like they're not out working the craft every night and they're not mm-hmm. like, you know, writing, editing, yeah. tweaking their job and like all this shit that go like, dude, doing stand up alone is so much fucking work. That it's like, how could you ever call anybody who does stand-up lazy? Yeah, there are lazy comedians who are just mm-hmm. bad writers, and they just kind of stink. But, like, exactly. anybody who's That's, at least trying Lazy is every not night. working on the craft of stand-up. Yeah, exactly. Lazy isn't not putting out clips. When that could also be a product of laziness, and I'll admit some of my laziness does translate sure, to, Sure, like, but there's I only should... so many hours in a day. Exactly. You know what I mean? You have other life obligations. And I'm on like... my way to a show right now when I'm thinking about clipping this video. Well, like, I'm and about to... I can't to... do this, all this on the drive. I don't even I... have time to edit clips anymore, so I'm like, I'm just about to start paying Louie. Exactly. That's... I'm almost to that point. I just don't have it, yeah. any money to pay... <laughs> To pay to Louie. That's why I work three jobs, man. Right. Like I'm like, dude, I'm fucking exhausted. Like, I pay all this money for to editing. To insinuate that I'm fucking lazy, dude, exactly. when like literally you refuse to leave your house to do a set is just it's I, I don't understand the cognitive dissonance there. And it's say, fucking like, crazy. You you can come over to my house to do a set. I don't need to, and I don't want to. And like, I don't want to, to do it for your you wanna, Twitch you audience. I don't come into you your creep? basement. Your not, smelly, musty basement. Hey, that you come fucking, over in my basement and I'll record you. That's yeah, fucked up, your smelly, man. musty basement that you're jacking off in when you're not live streaming. Like, I don't want to sit on your fucking sticky couch, dude. And, and also, it, of course, it's in the basement. Of Where course. else can I ignore my whole family? I like how you said that while life. we're recording a podcast in a basement. Yeah, I know. <laughs> in an but unfinished I have no basement too. I rent. <laughs> That's fine, dude. Like, there's He's nothing. An adult. But at least you're aware of that. You're like, right. you're like, I'm doing this out of my fucking basement, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, I put stuff up. I make it look yeah, nice. It it's looks not a good. green screen. I think it looks good, man. I also, I, I said, I put stuff up. Preston did this. I think it's a good set, time. dude. Thank you. Shout but, out, Presto. You know, yeah. So, dude. He just kind of I feel bad a little bit. Don't do you? Okay, so this I is feel where bad because we he had like I feel like we triggered a mental breakdown in this and man. That's what everyone is saying, and it's starting to make me feel bad. I feel guilty because I'm I like, oh, dude, I think he might before. be like the way he started talking, and like, okay, I, he oh. couldn't accept like the reality of what I was saying. So yes. I'm like, oh, I think you're manic, dude. Yeah, like, this is how I was when I was 
fucking manic, and I found out I was bipolar. See, you might be bipolar, dude. <laughs> hey, man, I'm no doctor, but yeah, you're and, acting like I was. And you know, it's funny. You're the second person with bipolar who has brought that up. Yeah, like, it's seeming a lot like bipolar. That's really what it feels like, and, dude. And I say, hey, the if delusions, it walks like a duck, the and delusions two ducks are of grandeur too is what terrifies me because that's what happened to me when yeah. I had a manic break when I was 18. I thought I was going to go be like a fucking huge rock star. And I had convinced myself in my mind I was like going to win a Grammy. You know, mm. just completely delusional right. and out of my mind. And if you're not on my side, get the fuck out of exactly. my way. That type. Yeah. That is like, yeah, just so like indignant of anybody telling me that I'm like even slightly wrong. Right. That, that seems. Yeah. A lot so I feel a little was, guilty yeah. about that. But I'm also like. Dude, I love comedy, and I've, like, chosen to, like, give my life over to this shit, whether right. it works out or not, mm. which is a fucking scary thought. No, by believe the way. me. But, we yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, I just love this shit so much that I'm, like, when I see other comedians, like, working hard uh, and, like, somebody just disrespects that. Exactly. I have a really hard time biting my tongue, dude. Especially like, someone in the scene. Yeah, and I don't get into like a lot of facebook scraps with anybody mm -hmm. like i try really try not to because it's like it's kind of fucking embarrassing yeah. dude i'm like a almost a 30 year old man i'm a little trigger happy i'll i'll be honest but i'm, I, I'm younger, dude so i feel <laughs> trigger happy a lot of the time i see i scroll past a lot of posts where i'm like fucking idiot yeah yeah. you're dumb for thinking so, <laughs> that and i want to tell you but it's going to cause a lot of problems for me so i better shut up i did all that with my family in the big like all family of my especially big, i'm not even talking beefs. about comics oh, yeah, yeah. All of my big beefs were with yeah. family stuff and family, old people I know from the music scene. I'm yeah. just like, oh, you guys shut old up. Old church people for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude. So like to to sit around and like disrespect what comics in the local scene are doing when you're like you're legitimately not doing comedy. Exactly. <sighs> just I've I've seen I've I'm, seen him yeah. one time since the pandemic. I did yeah. not see a set. I left. Well, dude, he kept saying shit like, "I have better things to do than go perform in front of five people." And I'm like, "Dude, if you have, if you would have been around, you would know that that's not the case at like ninety percent of shows." Exactly. Most shows around like Michigan right now are fucking popping and are great. And w every time I bring them up to like people, especially from the East Coast, but people from out of state, when I'm like, "Yeah, you come," I mean, we, especially in Grand Rapids, mm -hmm. we have an open mic every night of the week. Yeah. And except for Saturdays. But uh, we have an open mic almost every night of the week. And every open mic, for the most part, has a crowd there, too. Yeah. Like, that's not just comics. And when I say that, they're like, oh, what the fuck? Literally, Eric, <laughs> I, I was saying that to Eric Newman outside Park Theater. And he goes, yo, Frankie, they said they got an open mic with people at it, not just yeah, comics. Dude. Bro, like, <laughs> it's crazy because, like. It was like I had just told him Going something out to completely New York, ridiculous. I already know I'm headed for just a fucking, like, a, a probably two-year-long beatdown. Yeah. Of, you know, just doing, because I've been to New York. I did a week out there before, mm. and I know what the mics are like. Did you find any club spots? or? I Yeah, but there was no people there, so it didn't fucking matter, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like, it was a club spot, but, like, nobody showed up. So I was where like, were you, where, or when did you go out? Uh, back in like October of like 2018. So this is like a while okay, ago. Yeah, I'm yeah, also yeah. like a much better comic now. Like, right. so I feel like I'd probably have a little bit of an easier time out there. But like, I mean, I did a few spots out there where there were like, surprisingly, there were some people that weren't comedians there. Yeah. Um, and those were great. Like I had good sets there, but like, dude, the deafening silence of performing 
in front of like a bunch of jaded New York City open micers. Yeah. Then, like, right. I was don't get me wrong, I was nothing special when I went it out. It was there, a bro like, thing that was the main yeah. issue down in Austin. I can I can see that. Sure, yeah, and man. it was obviously because of the flux of I mean, People every comedian, every comedy scene is kind of like that, though. Not that every comic scene is like broy, but it's definitely clicky at the very least. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And this wasn't even clicky because no one, just no one knew each other. So it was a bunch of broy dudes who had just, you know, all listened to Rogan and oh, yeah. moved down to Austin, and now they're doing comedy. And oh, then damn. you're like, I have to wade through. Like, if you're a a booker of any sorts, you're like, I have to wade through a sea of shit now to find any good comedian yeah because it, it just got flooded with i feel like bullshit. austin will be fine though i mean they didn't oh, have sure. a lack of good comedians there before like right but that's what i'm saying good comics. like they have good comics but now those good comics have to i mean i'm sure well, there's dude, some that are established but others have to just raise their hand yeah. above a sea of shit to be like hey i'm still here well okay do, do you feel like there's too many people starting comedy now i see so many people on names on flyers and i'm like they're like clearly brand new. I'm like, dude, I I really want everybody to just stop following their dreams. Dude. It's tough. It I, is the tough. pandemic really made everybody want to follow their dream. And God, dude, there's just a there's just an influx of new comedians. We're saying like, this Fuck. on a podcast with under a hundred episodes. Yeah. So this is also one of those things too. I that, mean, I'm like, I don't have anything against any new people, but it's like you have there is like it it, it comes yeah. down to like there's only so much work. Exactly, and yeah. that's where I'm like. Well, well that yeah. that's where you just have to be undeniable. It, well, exactly, yeah. yeah. You just got to be good. But, like, uh, e- either way, man, it's just, like, I, I know a lot of these people aren't going to last either. I can just tell with certain yeah, people what, if they love it or not. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, like, ah, oh, you're just wasting, like, not only your time, but, like, right. other people's time. I can just tell when you're, like. You're taking spots from I can tell people. when somebody's not going to, like, give their, like, life to it or, like, give their all to it. Like, they don't really want to do it for yeah. a living. And it's just, like, it's a hobby to them. And you hate to, and you hate to see the hobby the hobby building up for them yeah because like some people you can see the passion dying out yeah just yeah maybe it's just well bad that's a hard that's a hard thing to maintain as a comedian Ooh, i definitely. dude i almost quit during the pandemic i thought about it heavily and mm. then i couldn't i i just couldn't stop i've never yet had a time where i was like maybe i don't want to do i I was just mad depressed oh yeah no. like not being able to do it and then like the exactly. music stuff i was like crushing it at making music and i was like I th- I think this is like a sign that I need to focus on, but like no, no, no. Yeah, I'm fucking I I I'm a comic, dude. Mm-hmm. Like I can ma- play music and make music as much as I want. I'm a comic, yeah. and I also kind of realized like because I was I was like in a band like six months ago that I ended up leaving pretty quickly. I like, yeah. got out of it pretty quick. <laughs> uh, nothing against them; they're great dudes, sick music. But like, I kind of realized that I was like, oh. If I like do this music shit and it like picks up, I can't do comedy at right. all. Whereas like if I do comedy and it like ends up being a career for me, I can still make music on the road. Exactly. I can just bring my laptop and just like right. not go out to a bar after my set. Maybe just I'll be a hotel comedian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it'd probably be good to like have another creative outlet on the road to like burn a little time with. Yeah. Kid yeah. Kane, um, poet laureate of grand rapids she was on the podcast a while ago but was she brought up just the importance of having those different avenues of creativity and expression Mm -hmm. just in general 
because yeah you, you if you give so much to one like you can just start say, to resent it exactly. especially if you start to feel like it's not you're not getting what you deserve and mm-hmm. you feel like overlooked it gets it starts to become pretty easy to because resent it you're doing then you're kind of doing the getting what you want and feeling overlooked um uh, that outweighs the true point of the passion like yeah, which, which is, is to shouldn't. just make people laugh. Exactly. Like, that's, I mean, as much as I want this to be a career and make good money at mm-hmm. it and everything. And like, I want people really... to appreciate me for what I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I or mean, really, the whole appreciate, reason I recognize. do this is, like, yeah. yeah, just make like make people laugh, dude. Always, mm-hmm. always have. Like, exactly. Whether it be in class, anytime you get, like, a big laugh as a kid, it's fucking such a satisfying feeling. So dude. satisfying that I look for it now in other, like, I look for I love to look for it in other parts of my life off stage. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I love killing in just like normal conversation. Talking with family. Like Riffing if you can jokes, yeah. Kill with family. You're like, yeah, dude, fucking I, mean, hey, I, I got this. I was fucking around with my mom like six months ago because she called like, like what is it? Like the low fat ranch. She called it Diet Ranch. And I was like <laughs> fucking with her and riffing. <laughs> right. I was like riffing for like two minutes and like she ended up falling out of her chair because she was laughing so oh, hard. Yeah. You're and like, I was oh, like, I do this for I was living. like, I feel kind of bad because you have a bad hip, but it's also really <laughs> funny that you fell out of your chair. Like, there's that was a really good feeling to make you laugh that hard. So. Hell yeah. Were you g- close with your parents growing up? Or, um, I mean, we've had our problems. My dad and mom both abuse drugs kind of a lot. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, redundant with right. that. <laughs> <laughs> you um, abuse drugs kind of yeah, a lot. Yeah, they, they abuse drugs a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm pretty close with my mom now. Uh, my dad is kind of, like, off and on. I don't really know what he's up to at the moment. Like, he got in contact with me recently. And nice. was, like, seemed like he was doing good. And then now I haven't heard from him. So I'm like, well, that's not a great sign. <laughs> well, maybe he's not so maybe good he's, anymore. Maybe he's really focused on picking himself back up, though. Maybe it's maybe it's that. Maybe, maybe I'm that. being too negative. Exactly. Maybe he's not out smoking rocks right now. Maybe, maybe he's got he's his not. known to the grindstone yeah, instead exactly. of the crackstone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hope that's the case. I hope that's the case. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, was that is that common for your dad to lose contact with him uh, for a while? He was like, you know, he did drugs a lot when I was like a kid, and then mm. like around the time I got to be like 15, 16, he got sober for like a really like long extended period of time. And then like like three weeks, right? Yeah, like yeah. three whole days actually. <laughs> it was pretty sweet. Um, spent a good lot of good quality time with him. But <laughs> it was no, a, it was so a weekend. It was yeah, cool. he got sober for like a good period of time, and then like, um, like right before I moved to Lansing, he just like started smoking rocks again, and I was like, why? why? Yeah. Well, I'll you're, tell you this. So I'll tell you this now. funny story real quick, and I think we could probably wrap on this. Hell yeah. Um. So this is kind of like how I figured out he was like smoking crack again because I was living with him at the time. Like, right? How yeah. old? Are you? So you're like a I was senior like, in high no, school. I was, no, I'm still like 24, dude. Oh, okay, yeah, never yeah. Mind. I'm just yeah. Chill, when you I'm moved out to my dad's, yeah. Where were you from originally? My bad. Uh, Bay City. Oh, Bay City, Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm still living with my dad. I'm just gotcha. like working a full time job and doing comedy. I was saving money to move to New York at the time. Like that was my goal. Right. So this is and he kind of like fucked that ago. up for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So this is how I figured out he started smoking crack again. <laughs> it's like I'm I'm watching TV in our living room at like, you know, like one in the morning. And this mm-hmm. is in the middle of winter. And he like comes out and he's like, Jake, I think there's somebody walking around in a yard. I, I, I keep thinking that I hear, you know, foot like footsteps in the snow. Like I keep th- hearing the snow crunch. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, what? <laughs> And then he like 
he's like, yeah, I think there's somebody outside. Oh. And then like he uh he kind of like went outside and like looked around for a little bit, and then he went to back to bed for a while, and then like he got up again around like four, and I'm I'm an insomniac, so I was awake yeah. still, and he got up at like four, and then uh you know he came came upstairs and got me and was like, Jake, I think there's somebody in my car. I think somebody is like hiding in my car right now. You need to go look out and see if somebody's in my car. Was he Here's smoking crack keys. in his car? Or? No. Okay. He, I, he was like he was like trying to fall asleep in his house because mm-hmm. he I don't know he I don't was, know why just he was probably having a real hard time falling asleep because of the crack. Yeah, that, and, that's usually a deterrent to sleep. Yeah, so he's like, you need to go check out and see if somebody's in my car. And I was like, why the fuck do I got to go look, dude? I'm like, you're way bigger than me. <laughs> And, like, also, the way you're acting, like, so shady right now, I feel like if there is somebody in your car, it's not going to be a good situation for me. Exactly. Yeah, it seems like you set me up. And he was like, I'll give you $20. And I was like, all right, I'll go look in your car. (laughs) You're 24. Yeah, yeah, I'm 24, (laughs) dude. I was like, I'll go go look in your car for $20. You're either having a mental breakdown or you're you're smoking crack. So I'm going to have to move out. I'll probably need that money. (laughs) Exactly. I'll Uh, take the 20 bucks to get it away from you. So I go look in his car, and, of course, there's nobody there. So I'm like, yeah, nobody's in your car. Like, I don't know what's going on with you, but, like, you're fucking being real weird and paranoid right now, dude. It's like, why don't you, like, chill out, dude? Go, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, my dad's going crazy. So I'm like, yeah, go to bed, man. Like, go, go chill out. Mm-hmm. Fucking thirty minutes later, I hear him, op- like stomping up to our front door. He opens up the front door and like yells. He's like, "I don't know if that what you're trying to do, motherfucker, but you need to get the fuck out of here. You need to leave my yard." And then he fires a gun into the air, like three times. He fires like three warning shots, and I'm like, "Oh, dude, dude. he's definitely not sober." Dad, you can't do this. Yeah, yeah, and me like. We're not in like the boonies. Yeah. We live. We have neighbors. So like, yeah. they just heard him scream into the air and fire gunshots. And I'm like, cops well, I think I'm gonna call my no. The cops never came, which Damn. is kind of crazy. I was fully expecting cops to show up and be like, hey, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, in Bay City. I would. Yeah, I dude. Like so too. What the I'm hell? wondering if it was. Well, it's Bay City, so and it was also like 4:30 in the morning. So I'm assuming that everybody was already passed out from their heroin binge yeah. hard enough that they could not hear the gun going off right so yeah i was like i gotta i think i gotta call my mom those, dude. Uh, those opiate naps t- sure do knock you out yeah you don't nod off you fucking you just completely you go into space dude <laughs> imagine a you nod go in, off. you go into the sun now this place, is a dude. nose dive. yeah 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 so where was your mom uh clio okay yeah yeah she lived in an uh like two-bedroom apartment and i was like i I gotta come stay with you for a bit and figure some shit out dude hey mom is this cool <laughs> well dude you know what's the funniest part i told my mom that story and she was fucking dying laughing dude <laughs> like she thought it was the funniest shit ever because she's well because she used to smoke crack too exactly. she knows like what the paranoia is like so she's like that's dying what i was thinking laughter. too when you had said the snow crunching i'm just like oh god yeah yeah, yeah. you're just hearing shit dude yeah. like I had to watch a crack house for a matter of hours, and it was a nerve-wracking experience. I, I bet it was, my dude. <laughs> that sounds fucking horrific, man. Ah, oh, shit. All right, we'll get you out of here. You got a show yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me again, man. It was fucking of awesome, course. dude. Of course. My pleasure. Um, I've been Hunter Miles. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore Hunter Miles. You can follow the pod on Instagram at Where Is This Going Pod and on Twitter at Where Is This Go Both. Send us an email, whereisthisgoingpod at gmail.com. Um, Come out to the shows this week. We got Helen Hong on Wednesday. I don't think this will be out 
<laughs> by tomorrow. Well, maybe. We'll see. We got Helen Hong Wednesday at the Listening Room, uh, Thursday in Rockford, and, uh, the, of course, Parrots every uh, Thursday night. Uh, Main Street Pub in Kalamazoo this Friday, Hell 8 yeah. p.m. Be careful. I'll roll my plugs one Please more time. Please do. Uh, Ella Horwadell and I will be at Studio Anatomy in Traverse City, May 21st, Zularius in Lincoln, Nebraska on June 12th, and July 7th at the Independent Comedy Club. So buy tickets for all those shows, and follow me on Instagram at ComicJakeFord, and follow me on Twitter uh, at JakeFord6669. And also uh, subscribe to the YouTube, Jake Ford Comedy. Oh, yeah, Jake Ford Comedy YouTube. I got some shorts going on there. Yeah, follow oh, me yeah. on TikTok, too. Just follow I'm on all uh, Yeah, I'm on all social media. So Do you have a Facebook page like for your comedy? No, I'm going to start making Reels one. Is a thing to they're get they're into. paying now, dude. I, I'm trying to get into it. So I'm, we'll see. You know what I'm doing, though? I'm trying to stockpile like 40 clips. Smart. Because I, I have and like just I have like twelve them. right now that I'm like satisfied with and that are captioned up and ready to go. Yeah. But then like, yeah. So I'm like, even though I'm posting shit on Instagram, uh, all this shit, I'm just trying to get to like thirty or forty, and then like start putting that shit out like every oh, yeah. two days or three days, exactly. post a clip, That's and a then like can also content. keep recycling that shit. You know, Throwback Thursday and all that stupid bullshit. Oh, yeah. God, and social media is so gay, dude. I fucking hate now that uh, we bring it back up. God damn. Thank you guys so much for listening. Come back next week. Uh, tell your friends about the pod. Like, share, subscribe, all the cool stuff. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Jake, for coming yeah, out. Yeah, thanks for having really me, Really appreciate it. Had a good you. time. All right. Peace out.